I have a question. Okay. Okay. Do you think if I made a video game that involved collecting animals? Yeah. And I called them like Charm Salamander or Bulb Dinosaur. Yeah. I could get hit by Nintendo. That's a good question, Russ. Um, because Sorry, did you say bold dinosaur? Bulb. Bulb dinosaur. Bulb dinosaur. Okay. Yeah, I think you'd get hit. What, what, under what stand? Like, what statute says that, like, that's not going to fly? I mean, they went after PETA for making their game about, like, collecting chicken nuggets or whatever. That's true. So, um, I, I, I've always known Nintendo to, you know, my dog Reggie over there is pretty litigious. He's, mm. he's, he's, a, he's a ferocious. Reggie. And, and you, you think still, he's still pulling still. the strings over there, even <laughs> though Doug Bowser is replaced? You guys are out of your minds if you think Reggie's still not pulling the strings over there you know that okay joking aside you guys know that reggie's still like in charge right (laughs) you're laughing you're laughing but look at my face you know that reggie's still in charge over there have you seen him have you seen reggie (laughs) have you seen have you physically seen him are you sure he's very large yeah i I physically see reggie day to day i see reggie uh, exactly as much as i did before he left uh, Nintendo. I will say that. Supposedly left Nintendo, I guess. I, I mean, he may have left. Like, whether or not he's there or whatever doesn't mean... Like, here's how it went. Doug Bowser walked into the building, shook his huge hand, broke four fingers, and Reggie was like, all right, um, well, uh, I guess I'll be in touch. And Doug Bowser was like, well, what do you mean? Like, I'm the one who's... I'm I'm the now the king of Nintendo. And Reggie just laughed like, <laughs> yeah, Doug. Sure. And and do you think it's like a hologram situation in Doug Bowser's office where just like a giant Reggie head shows up or is it? I don't even think he needs to see Reggie. I think he just knows that Reggie's there. Mm. And so, yeah, it's 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 all but official at this point. <laughs> That's right, Spotify. It's the one that got away, baby. <laughs> you held on a little cl- tighter now, huh? Uh, Doug, now that we're not on Spotify anymore, I'm going to start saying some shit. We are still on Spotify. We're just on other platforms as well. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, uh, they, we yeah. should tell them we're not allowed. They <laughs> anymore. You can't. You can't have it there anymore. <laughs> no, they're great. We just didn't do a good job. Anyway, let's start the music. It's probably already started, didn't it? My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best games of the year to come. My, my name is Griffin McElroy, and I'm going to say some things about some games that I hope are, end up being good, and they're not garbage, and then people play these clips out of context, and it makes us sound like real jerks. Hello, my name is Chris Plant, I'm not a hero this week. I'm just not. I don't have any reason. My name is Russ Rushing, and I know the best game of the week. Uh, yeah, year? I don't know. Coming year. The coming year. Uh, we, we should mention Chris Plan is not here this week, so. No, I think uh, people probably figured that out as good as your impression was. Send some, send Chris some good vibes if you can. He's fine. His family is fine. Their health is fine. But uh, just send Chris some good vibes, everybody on internet. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. likes good vibes. We've got uh, an, an exciting look forward. Now, not an immediate look forward, because I don't know if you look at video game calendars as much as people who have to do a video game podcast do, but it's um, immediate future, a little slow. Speak for yourself, man. Oh, yeah? I don't know. There's some titles. There's some titles, man. In the immediate future. Yeah. In like the next few weeks. I mean, we're going to talk about it. Well, we'll talk about them. Maybe not. This would be a good table setter. We have set aside a few games that we want to... That we want to sort of highlight and focus on, mm. but uh, I mean, it, just in January, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game complete edition, is coming out on every platform. I am, I fucking adore that game. Great game. I'm excited Great. for that one Great to come bait. back out. Beat him up. Uh, Hitman Three coming out in uh, end of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, no, past that, it is looking a little bit, uh, a oh, little yeah, bit rougher. Monster Hunter somewhere in there. 
Uh, Monster Hunters in March, I believe. February, we do got Persona 5 Strikers, Bravely Default 2, uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Oh, yeah. That oh. game is a jammer, and I cannot wait for it. I feel I'm like so nobody excited. played it, and it is one of my favorite Mario games. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's. I mean, there's it's January stuff. and February. It's always a little slow for games, but I guarantee that we will figure out some dumb shit to talk about. Yeah, I mean, uh, that Stardew Valley, right now, right? that Stardew Valley updates coming in uh, in in January to consoles. Like, there's there's going to be stuff to play. I ain't worried but, about it. But in terms of the year at large, I do think it's going to be a very big year and a very exciting year. Yeah, um, weirdly, I didn't think that was true until we started preparing for this episode, and then I. I there's a lot of sort of stuff that is sort of floating in the in the cloud right now mm-hmm. that uh, if it actually does come out this year, it will be a very, very uh, I, dope year for games. Yeah, the cla- that, that's an interesting sort of like coda for all of this discussion, I feel like. Or not coda, but sort of a fra- like a, as a framing device, like because, and this is probably evident to anybody listening to this, but because of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, um, I'll... We have we. I think a lot of this is like shaking the eight ball a little bit. Like we, you oh, know, yeah. you hope you hope that this stuff is going to come out when when the you know it was it was announced to and and everything. But like we, I have no idea how this has impacted game it's, development. Like you've heard some horror stories already of of you know people trying to like ship different games like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. And, uh, and what a nightmare that was. <laughs> so watching the, oh, that took it out of you just to even sort of just conjure the, the specter of, of yeah, cyberpunk. Uh, we'll get yeah. there, folks. We, we don't know, like, that episode. We'll get there. We, we saw what happened to games that were, like, at the end of their pipeline. But, like, mm. this year we are going to see, like, games that were sort of in the in the the, the heat of it. Like, the, yeah. the, the, the foundational development period uh, what happened to them well, when everybody had to start working from 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 home or whatever? And I would also say, like, I think there were a lot of games that would have come out last year were it not for COVID. And I think those games are in a much better position this year. And yeah. we should yeah. start jumping in because we have a lot of games. Yeah, to talk we, about. we should. Oh we should. We've each yes. picked three games. So if we're being a little selective, that's why we we limited ourselves to three games each. But we will talk about a few more games in the reader mail section later. Yes. And I'm going to start it off with one. That may not happen this year, but I'm really, really I'm hoping. Yeah, right. fine choice. You, to begin you with. suggested this one, and you're like, Griffin, you could take this one. This is a huge one, and I, I am firmly in the camp that there's no fucking way on earth that this game drops in 2021. Okay, so, so the game we are talking about is The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild 2. Or whatever it's going to be called, probably. Not it feels like it full blown, that. full blown. I have an uncle at Nintendo who says it's Zelda Two's coming out, and this one's got Metroid in it. Like that's about <laughs> the level of speculation I feel like we're on with this one. Well, I actually think that. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about a few things. So one part of the reason why I think it may, and probably I would say fifty fifty, come uh, may come out this year, is I do think they will release a Switch Pro at some time to- at some point. And yes. they want to release something like that with a big, big title. And that, god damn it, is a big, big title. Um, so that the is something that I'm thinking about. I also, like, I mean, it was announced, what was it, three, two or three years ago at this point? That first trailer, really the only trailer. Um, no way, three years ago. Like, maybe, t- was it Game Awards? It was during or E3. No, it, it was like yeah. a surprise announcement during E3. Uh, it was definitely long enough ago that I was with human beings when <laughs> it was announced. <laughs> um, so I, I think we're we are getting close to it. It's possible it'll get pushed to like March of twenty twenty okay. two. It was it was last E three. It was E three twenty nineteen. So really? I, yeah, I really don't. Maybe don't they've know. learned their lesson about announcing things super super early. Like maybe, maybe. I, I mean, hey, things. there is there is actually precedent for that, right? Like, and we've seen that happen a couple times. Uh, I think. Uh, God, one of the, one of like the big Nintendo get, well, big, but like, I think the Paper Mario, the new Paper Mario yeah. game, that one was like, hey, short, three like months early. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. obviously there's a much bigger deal than that, but I think you're right. I think if it, if it, it th- there are equal rumors, I feel like that this, this, the, the new Switch is going to drop this year and it just seems logical like they they know how important a big beefy launch title is yeah. uh because it, it's what and, sort of catapulted the switch to success and they don't need to make a new map they just need to add some dark clouds and make it a little gloomy and they're fine mm. 
Pull a Majora's Mask. It's fine. Add a moon to the sky that's falling, and well, you're Majora's good. Majora's Mask was a, a brand new map, but that was a fun. <laughs> no, you're, I, I think that there is a. They didn't make it, place. Uh, a new Tingle uh, model. Yeah, that's <laughs> that right. Fun. Those lazy jerk. Well, Tingle wasn't in Ocarina of Time. Was oh, okay, he? settle down. Settle. I'm not the one saying <laughs> wrong shit. Settle. <laughs> um, uh, I'm very, very excited for that game. I'm really curious just structurally how they're going to do it because they made the first game with four powers. I was like, four powers is not going to cut it, guys. I'm used to getting a boomerang, a hook shot, yeah. all sorts of shit. And they somehow picked these four powers to be the most universally adaptable powers for 140 some odd dungeons um, and puzzles. So I'm really would, curious I, if they like follow that model, playable Zelda. There's all sorts of like stuff that gets me super, super jazzed about this. Um, so I'm, uh, this is my number one. Uh, just looking at like the scene, the Breath of the Wild scene, which continues to like evolve. Oh, and people, there's still like hot, hot tricks, like clips being being posted online, like all the time. I don't think they would change like a lot of that foundational stuff. Like, I think it would be kind of silly to do that. I think I think. I, I'm assuming Breath of the Wild 2 will be more of a traditional Zelda sequel than maybe we've ever seen. Oh, Because really? every Zelda game like oh, kind of reinvents you. the wheel, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I think they'll build on basically the framework that they did and like add a lot of like cool bells and whistles. They'd be silly did. not to like yeah. that. That Breath of the Wild was good in a way that sort of was even bigger than Zelda. Like totally. that that yeah. that game was a new a new sort of genre unto itself. And I, I think that they're not going to just leave that behind. Totally. Now, uh, Griffin did give me a little shit for mentioning Zelda two in the context of, we know so little about it, which is true, but we know even less about Justin's game. You mean, I may call what I'm about to say, uh, <laughs> God of war Ragnarok. I don't know if it'll be called that or not. Uh, there's another God of war coming out and they announced, let's see, God of war Ragnarok is uh i mean that's what people are calling it right now yeah it's, it's a working title to be released this year um and it, the you know the it, the sequel was teased at the end end of the first one so you could call i don't know if you want to call that an announcement or not that came out in 2018 so i mean three years feels good um i think they've also for me I don't remember what the delays were like for this God of or the previous God of War, but I feel like they've those teams have been pretty good about keeping two dates, um, maybe like six months delayed here or there. But generally speaking, I don't know. I I feel pretty confident. It is funny though. This is maybe the only time where we know exactly why it's a working title because they clearly are still negotiating with Disney to see if uh, Thor Ragnarok is going to cause problems with this title. Like, there's no other yeah. reason I can think. But um, I will yeah. be interested to see. This is a factor I'd like to talk about with this one, and, and I think it'll apply to, to others as well. Um, do you think that there will be a push to get games like this God of War sequel, etc., out more quickly while the last generation is still a going concern that, because mm. i feel like there is a dead end not dead end but like there's this drop off where like you're not going to have a at the huge base of ps5 owners that you have right now with ps4 but you're also like it, it will feel weird to release a huge marquee title that is hamstrung by the ps4 if you're not catering to that sure. huge existing audience i think They've got two to three. I don't know when it's going to cross over, but I think they've got two to three years before the PS5 as a platform becomes the like, ex this is just all games come to the PS5 now. Like no more PS4 games, at least two to three years. No, but I, but but I I don't think God of War 2 is going to come out on PS4. I feel oh, really? like, it, I feel yeah, I mean, I think... I think it's going to be a, a huge game. I don't know. I may be talking completely out of my ass because I am pulling this from nothing. And maybe they've even said that that is actually going to happen. But uh, that was unsettled. As far, they have not said yeah, it's going to happen, said. but they haven't said it's not going to happen. That's as recently as November. So, yeah. like, it's it's an open question. That's what I'm saying is, like, if it came out today, I think no question in my mind whatsoever it comes out on PS4, right? Mm -hmm. And this is, of course, like, not factoring in the development of it or what have you but like i feel like if they were planning on releasing this in fall of 2021 you like definitely would be a ps4 version the base just isn't that it was a massive hit like the the base just isn't there to right. to support it but at a certain point supporting that base 
versus boosting the PS5. Well, the PS5 yeah. version will have to be. Here, here's what I'm saying. I don't know. I uh, having I recently played God of War on uh, the PS5 just to like test the back combat. Apart from like a little bit of performance stuff, that game still looks outrageously fucking gorgeous. Like better than almost every. A launch next-gen console game that came yeah. out because of the art design because of the just like vibe of that whole game and feels incredible too like it, it, is, it is a remarkable game i think that team in particular um is extremely extremely good at pushing hardware sure but also using things like art design to um kind of extend the life of uh hardware and so I think you'll see that again. I obviously think there will be a PS5 version that runs at 60 FPS, 4K, all That's the bells it, and whistles. Right? But there already was kind of two versions of God of War one, yeah. uh, which was PS4 Pro or PS4. And also, do you want to play in you know visual fidelity mode or do you want to play in performance mode? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like there is already sort of a precedent for here's two different versions of God of War that look kind of. Uh, with 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 varying degrees of quality, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I it is really really hard for me to imagine this game. I feel like I and maybe it's just because I feel like God of War One was such a good standalone thing that reinvented itself so boldly that I can't really think about what a. I guess it's the same thing with Breath of the Wild. Like I just can't think of what what this is going to look like in a way where you know they're going to want to kind of recapture the lightning in a bottle a bit. And I, I don't really know I, how I, they do that. Yeah, I think unless, unless what if they make him super like wildly violent bro dude again? <laughs> like we're taking him taking him back, back to his total yeah. reversion. Everything worked out okay before, <laughs> so I'm gonna just go back to how <sighs> I used to roll. Uh, I think if you look at a game like Assassin's Creed 2, which I know we're going back in years, but like that's a good example of like here's where we're, you know we had this thing that worked in Assassin's Creed one. We're just going to build on top of it and make it amazing yeah. and then got a brotherhood even further in that direction. And I think that's what you're going to see with these games. The core of it, I think the Metroidvania stuff is not going to change. I think the core combat is not going to change dramatically. I think they're Hopefully just going to layer in awesome the, stuff on top of that. It would be great just to have God of War without the, like, for me, kind of crummy uh, RPG like gear score slot in gems for extra heavy attack percentage. Like if they can actually make that sort of meaningful, uh, I think that that would be, uh, uh, you know, cause for uh, a a new sequel. Yeah. And I I don't think that was an uncommon complaint about it. There weren't a lot of complaints about God of War, but certainly the gear stuff was a little weird and, and didn't get interesting until the very end. Um, So I could see that definitely getting modified. But I'm super pumped about this game. Good pick, Justin. Um, I am super pumped for Hollow Knight Silk Song, which oh, is yes. of the of the games in this round, I believe the one most likely to come out this year. Although <laughs> Silk Song, I think uh, anticipators have been burned so many times <laughs> mm-hmm. now. I re- it is so hysterical watching because Nintendo does the indie game Nintendo Directs like what monthly now? I think yeah, thereabouts. And every single time, it's like. Pfft, no silk song get out of here <laughs> it's like well there's a lot of really cool <laughs> no silk song go uh no but we got spelunky too spell silk song too no uh, i never played hollow knight what is hollow knight i did that's hollow not knight. yeah that's not true yeah that's uh, a, but a good fill-in <laughs> hollow knight's just just about the best dang metroidvania that uh has ever been made um, best souls game ever made a I'm really, really, well, I don't know about that. A really good sort of souls, souls like uh, Metroidvania game. I, 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 I don't know how to talk about uh, Hollow Knight in a way that makes it sound novel necessarily. It's just really good. Mm-hmm. Like it, it instills a sense of exploration and discovery better than any sort of like Metroidvania game in this world that is so fascinating and um, coherent. Uh, with a plot that is like a Souls game, like you is there for you if you want to kind of dip into it and it's gothic and rich, but you can also just like hit guys and get their points. Um, it is, yeah, it just, it does everything that I want from a, you know, action platformer like that really, really well. So Silk yeah. Song is just kind of, from everything we've seen, looking like a, a another take on that uh you're playing as a different character you're playing as hornet who was a sort of main supporting character from the first game and hornet has like her own move set 
like the game has a bit of a different feel to it. It's a bit more sort of acrobatic and combo based. And um, I think she has a hook yeah. shot. There's a hook shot. You can like, there's a crafting system now where you make your own sort of like tools. Uh, and that's like your main sort of character customization stuff. That community has like done deep dives into, I think Edge just did a huge like yeah. interview, uh, like feature on on the game. And so like, there's some new details coming out and all those details are so granular that I don't think they would like really mean anything to anyone who's not already looking <laughs> forward to the game. Uh, it just kind of is fuel for the, the this fire of anticipation of people saying like, okay, yeah, that all sounds really cool. Just like the first game was really cool. Um, yeah. And I, I think we've said this before on the podcast, but just to reiterate it, if you like challenging games yeah. um, and you have a Switch, there is no better $15 you can spend on the Switch than Hollow Knight. Um, I know it is a little intimidating for people that like like um, slower paced games, but for people that like Souls games, stuff like that, yeah. Best $15 you can spend, bar none, not even a question. Um, it's, 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 one of those, it's one of those games I wish I could purge from my memory yeah. and, and go. Although I did replay it last year, like going through all the DLC and stuff. And it's, it's, it is one of those games that I replay probably annually because yeah. it, is, it, is so, it is such a just like fun game to play with all of these great little secrets. And um, yeah, it's like everything you want from a, from a Metroidvania. I would also mention, uh, in terms of uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song, it is the one game on this list that could come out literally tomorrow. We <laughs> have no like it's the sort of game that, that I literally think that team will just wake up one day, send a tweet, and be like, "Check the eShop, check Steam, it's there right now," um, which is remarkable, uh, and I, it gives me a lot of hope. Jesus Christ! How how I guess it's twenty twenty one now, so like. 2019 was two years ago, but Silk Song was announced in February 2019. It I feels like, like that's been people. in development. No, no, I know, but it feels like it's been in development for like a really long time. Like yeah. it feels like it's a, they announced it in in like 2017. Uh, although that may have been actually before the original Hollow Knight came out. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. It could come out whenever. That's why that's why people are so nuts about these Nintendo Directs. It's like they assume each one is going to be the <laughs> Sega Saturn look under your chair like. <laughs> experience yeah hey russ yes you know me i'm an original monster hunter fan but i'll let you want i'll let you have this one um well, i actually it, do like the monster hunter world a lot but this yeah isn't this that. ain't it okay so uh, i am not a monster hunter bold, fan by the way guys bold, bold i am not a monster hunter fan um the, old, the first and only time i've ever enjoyed anything in monster hunter was with monster hunter world and I killed like a T-Rex in his like weird bird nest and all his like raptor buddies jumped in and that was amazing. I loved it. And then I ran out of bullets for my gun and started farming and I was like, I can't sit in front of my PS4 farming seeds for bullets for four hours and basically quit there. That was like the end of me playing Monster Hunter World. So why I mentioned Monster Hunter Rise is because I think this will bridge the gap to me potentially because I can play this game. This is a Switch exclusive Monster Hunter game using a lot of the mechanics that were introduced in World. For example, the like big universal areas rather than having like individual tiny zones. The hookshot st like style yeah, traversal, like vertical right. traversal stuff. Yeah. Right. So, so I think it introduces a lot of the stuff that modernized the Monster Hunter franchise that made it much more approachable while also being on a platform that I can sit on my couch and watch like fucking Sabrina or whatever on Netflix and grind out, uh, you know, seeds for my dumb gun. Uh, yeah. So I, I think this will start clicking for me. I also I also really like the art style of this one for what it's worth. But it, it is it is returning to the more classic Monster Hunter like format, right? Like it looks more like Monster Hunter, you know, generations uh, on on 3ds. You mean visually speaking or Monster Hunter World? Both, right? Like. I'm very excited for this game, too. Like, right now, it is probably my... You claimed it, but probably my most anticipated game that we, like, know when it is coming out because I really, really like both kinds of Monster Hunter. But it is, it is like Justin said, pretty bold for them to, like, release Monster Hunter World, which, like, buoyed Capcom as a company. Like, it was so successful that it was this new era for the entire company. And now they're like, and now we're going right back to that... To the old ways a bit. Well, what's um, going to be old about it? I don't, I, in terms of like the gameplay, like I haven't seen anything that like feels like a reversion. 
I mean, I think it's maybe I'm basing it mostly on on looks, but um, there there I don't know. World was just such its own such its own thing. Like Monster Hunter World was unrecognized, and maybe you need the the context of playing the old games and the and Monster mm-hmm. Hunter World to kind of get this. Justin could probably like you played Generations, the 3DS game, a bit with yeah. us, and then you played yeah. World. Like it's two completely different sort of. Ex- yeah, experiences. I think, I think that if you enjoyed World, I would not necessarily think that would translate perfectly to this this new thing. But at, at the same, a, it was a very thin line. Monster yeah. Hunter World was walking. Like I don't see there's a lot of like I'll 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 scoop up anything these dudes make. Like I don't think that that is the case, but. Um, but I, I still think it looks really good. And I do think that like it being the first original, I think Generations came out on Switch. I know it does because I, ha- yeah. I have it on Switch. Um, but like my favorite thing about monster hunter games is the first, like right when it comes out and everybody's playing it and everybody is like going on hunts and, and shit together and discovering yeah. like all these, like it's going to be really, really exciting to do that on, on switch. The one thing that may be interesting to see is if rise, if, if even though it's mechanically different, if by playing monster hunter world, the fun game, monster hunter world, I managed to pick up enough, like, ephemera and world like logistics of mm. how monster absolutely Hunter yeah does absolutely it, that that maybe it won't be as much of a burden to like go back into it even yeah if it's different yeah um, i think that didn't make sense but if you've tried to play monster hunter eight times <laughs> you know exactly sense. what i'm talking sure. about you know 100% what I'm talking about. yeah so this one's um i don't know this game is not <laughs> my, coming out my this list year. is aspirational <laughs> you know what i mean my list is like be the game you want to see in the world kind of deal this is an aspirational list but i put on uh, fable. What have we and seen? And then I'll games. go now. I guess now it's my turn. There's literally <laughs> nothing to say. What is yeah, what it? What have Playground, we seen of Fable? Playground. Who are they? Well, they're the car people, and they've been doing Forza. And then they're like, "We would love to draw a sword." And someone's like, "Go for it, call it Fable." What do I know? Well, first um, they drew we, a sword on a car, and they're like, "Nah, that's." I mean, actually, that's sense. that's actually incredibly that's rad, cool. but the world's not ready. Yeah, <laughs> Fable. We don't know a lot about. It was. It, we do know it's being developed by Playground. Very long rumored before it was actually like fully like confirmed actually happening, which happened. Um, when did that happen? I don't know. It was July of last year. Hmm. Um, so we don't know about this game. There have been rumors that it is a an MMO. Uh, that this is actually like a fable, like a uh, if not an MMO, like a very online focused uh entry into the fable universe they're just the the title screen that they released in a very short teaser trailer just kind of called it fable so i don't know um there's not a lot to know about it and honestly if i'm just if i'm gonna be honest i don't love the odds of it actually coming in 2021 yeah um if i'm being it will come out this year if it is an on rail shooter which at this point it might be you don't it might be who knows Uh, who knows they've done it um (laughs) they're bringing connect back just for just for this one one last ride i did want to mention it just because like i love this franchise i mean legitimately uh the the fable franchise was like i kind of um there's this generation of games uh around like early 360 days that were growing up with me as a games journalist like that that i kind of like uh were it's sort of that sweet spot between like 06 and 2016 like those 10 years where i was like really uh, writing about games a lot and i feel like fable is one that we talked and obsessed about constantly and i i really i have so many complicated feelings about that franchise i don't love where it ended up by three and obviously like stuff like legends and Whatever that bash, whatever the yeah <laughs> the other <laughs> the other ones were, um, not my not my favorite uh, entries in that franchise. But I am still very excited. It always seemed to me like the idea of like a lighthearted fantasy action RPG is like it's it, it, and the world itself is all very good. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Peter Molyneux, uh, for all his strengths, um, got too enamored with certain parts of a game and not necessarily making like a coherent cogent game and sometimes he that was like hugely successful and sometimes it was like not but Um, my boy loved his farts so he he did love farts and they're so 
funny. They are, yeah. I like it when you eat, eat, eat a, a baby chicken and then you make a fart and then a big door is like, you've solved my puzzle. Come on <laughs> in and get this sword. It would be the uh, only thing to like light a fire under my ass to try and find an Xbox Series X at this point. Like I do not, I still feel no urgency to like get on the hunt. But if I knew Fable was coming, I would, I would probably put a little bit of uh, muscle behind it. So just to give like a super quick, I know we need to move move forward, but like the, the very quick sad timeline of Fable, right? Three came out in 2010. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're talking about the last 10 years, right? Mm. Fable 3 came out in 2010. Fable the Journey was a on- rail. <laughs> 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 Peter Mullen, you made me sign a wall to say that Fable the Journey, a Kinect game, was not an on-rail shooter, but the NDA on that has expired, and I can exclusively <laughs> reveal it definitely was, Peter. <laughs> there was a literal wall. That's not even an exaggeration. Yeah, no. yeah that, that, none of that story was made up. And the, they did Fable Anniversary in 2014, which was all the, the games. Uh, there was in 2013 Fable Legends, which I mentioned earlier. That was like the was gauntlet be- style, like, uh, what's, what's the name for that genre even? Mm. I don't know. It was can it was canceled. Um, it's not, it didn't really happen. Oh, that's right. There and was going to be like a DM mode for that game, right? Oh, exactly. Like, right. There'd be people. Very- uh, uh, hacking, hack and slash. There were people like hack and slashing their way through like shit, and then there would be one person like running the the enemy side of it. Here's and a farting door. 2018, we had Fable Fortune, hmm. which was a don't remember that collectible game. card game that you can't play anymore. Cool, cool, cool. So that's Fable. Uh, January 2018 is when rumors started surfacing about uh this this particular title so i yeah but they were staffing up in january 2018 i'm actually going to revise this and say that i've wasted everyone's time (laughs) and it definitely is not coming out this year cool all right that was a fun that was a fun segment (laughs) Um, it's a bad segment i've wasted everyone's time i'm I'm gonna do mine because looking through the when we were like picking our games this one like really screamed at me in a way i was not anticipating and it kind of made me realize that i love resident evil now did it um, scare you when it screamed it at you? Scared me, it scared me very <laughs> badly. Uh, resident Evil Village is, is uh, supposed to come out this year, or Resident Evil 8. Uh, and the I and the two L's look like a, look like the, uh, eyes, and they come out to the V, so it looks like 8. And it's fucking badass, guys. Yeah, what do you think the game is actually going to be called? Do you think it's just Resident Evil 8? I think it's Resident Evil 8 Edge is what okay. it's going to be called. Love it. And people are going to um, go go wild for it. No, I, I never cared about this franchise. Like, I never really... I played them. I adored... Uh, the strongest I ever felt about the games was Resident Evil 4 Wii mm-hmm. Edition, which yep. I will go to my grave saying is a, is a masterpiece. It is great. And then, like, 5 came out, and it was shitty, and 6 came out, and it was shitty, and then there were Resident Evil, what, Mercenaries, like the 3DS games. I, I had so completely written this franchise, like off and i think i'm probably not alone in that but even when i was like into it it wasn't like a it wasn't like the type of game that i anticipated seven i thought ruled and then every all the remakes that they've done since then have been like appointment game playing for me uh and so i find myself like kind of surprised that i i watched the trailer for resident evil village like the long two and a half minute new trailer and was like f- like uh, frothing at the mouth excited for this game and it's just kind of uh, a surprise to me that uh and, and and maybe this is less about me and more about the fact that capcom has like so completely saved the resident evil uh series and and injected new life into it and uh i i just i'm over the moon i can't wait I don't know, but it doesn't seem like you two are as, uh, no, as, I, I, as horny well, for here, this one. Yeah, and we've talked a little bit about Resident Evil 7 before, specifically with regards to me and not being able to play it because I'm too scared and I'm a baby and I'm scared. There were some mannequins in a house and the mannequins moved and I was like, nope. And then I turned the game off and I've never played anymore. I hear there's a fight well, with a car, never saw it. I hear there's a oh, rocket launcher man. at some point, never saw it. Too scary. Right. It's, so. a, it's a good ass game, man. You mentioned all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, that rules. Yeah, Too scary. You, you have to like cut your hand off like in the first like ten minutes of that game. That game fucking rips, man. Uh, and, I, I and do eight, like eight, the third person ones though. Eight is going to be a uh, a sequel, a direct sequel to seven. Also, uh, that that takes place and you are playing as Ethan and it's in first person again. And yeah, I just uh, I, I I think the reason I'm excited is because it's not very often that like. 
I, I maybe it never happens that like a franchise this old and that has this many releases in it all of a sudden becomes a super super hot property again. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and for me, like, it is exciting to have this, you know, this third heat. I, I have the types of games that I like. I like, you know, uh, big, big RPGs and I like uh, games of service games and shooters and stuff like that. This is so far outside of my usual, uh, like, genre I prefer. And that's, that's, that is thrilling to me. Um, and it's, uh, it's actually supposed to come out this year, which is, a, you know, an improvement over a lot of the stuff we've talked about so far. I do want to mention, though, um, if you just as a life advice thing, if you find yourself on a lore page related to the Resident Evil franchise, get out of there. You've you've gone wrong. Go something get out. terrible has happened. Um, you need to throw your computer out the window and hide yeah. in a closet for fifty hours because there's no coming out of that. No, the way I would suggest you do is you play four because four is a carnival ride with clowns literal clowns in it and True. uh nothing makes any sense and it doesn't really give a shit about what happened with the rest of the resident evil series and then don't play anything else until seven and then seven like is again like you don't you don't need to know anything else if you hear the name wesker run <laughs> get the fuck out of there if you hear the name wesker or uh even the word stars maybe would be a good code word for you to ava dip. Ava, uh, Raccoon City. If it's in Raccoon City, the game's gonna be shitty. Is a good. That's not true. <laughs> that's not a good uh, idiom. Oh gosh. Um, let's take a quick break. Uh, you're not gonna hear any ads, probably, because this is fr- we don't. You might. You know. You might. You might in if the you're future. This in the future. In the far flung future, you might hear an ad here. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, this is a new, this is Lay's cyber chips. Then this, cause it's 2036 when the besties has become financially soluble again. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech, you know? The contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You're going to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice easy solution save some put the bucks back in your pocket pay 15 bucks a month say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com besties that's mintmobile.com besties Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode of The Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up, you just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi, and once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old, I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old, and they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. 
For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. I don't know what the fuck this next... I feel like maybe this next round is like where we're getting a little bit silly with it. Well, I did I did front load the biggest, most well-known games at the head of the show because by now people are in the flow. You oh, know, yeah. they're feeling it. They love our voices. The timber of Justin's um, voice is just too entrancing. Uh, which isn't to say these we've are bad them, games. That's what you're saying. We've, we've hooked them. We've hooked them. Uh-huh. Which isn't to say these are bad games, but I would say they're not maybe as well known as Zelda 2 or fucking Resident Evil 8. Yeah. Um, but I am extremely, extremely looking forward to my game, which is called Returnal. Uh, terrible name. Sorry. Terrible oh, is name. That but Housemark? Who's making that? It is Housemark. the Housemark game. That's fucking wild. And it is... Returnal's a good name. So it com- combines return and eternal into thank one you, Justin. word, which is returnal. And it actually does apply to the, the topic of the game. But I, I want to talk about Housemark real quick. So Housemark, there are not that many indie developers that I can like blindly just like buy their games when they come out and know that they're going to be good. Housemark is one of those studios that just makes hit after hit of games that I really, really like. Um, uh, Resogun... Uh, incredible Metroidvania Offland uh, Outworld sorry Outland what was that game called Outland they've made like a ton of really good games and Returnal what was the one that was like there was red and blue it was like that uh, oh my god it was like uh, it was like that one Dreamcast shooter where you could switch between the black and the white to like do this do you know what I'm talking about what was that fucking game called yeah I'm blanking on it Ikaruga Ikaruga, right, but the they name didn't is make right. that. Yeah, wow, good pull, Russ. They didn't make Ikaruga, but but they do use that um, mentality for a lot of their games where it's a lot of like bullet dodgy stuff. So this new game, Returnal, which is coming to PS5, uses like that same mentality, but in the context of a 3D um, roguelite where you are like a space pers- spaceman, a space lady, I'm not sure, exploring an alien planet um, and when you die, you come back to life basically at the start of the experience, but presumably there is some carryover in terms of abilities and stuff like that. Um, they have not shown a ton of this. They've showed some gameplay, which looks really cool. The gameplay has shown that they are bringing back that like red and white like staple of their of their uh, games um, in terms of dodging bullets and, and all sorts of stuff. But honestly, the only reason that's on this list is because I have a lot of faith and trust in their work as developers. I think they make excellent, excellent games. And uh, this one looks really, really sick. So it also looks it. wildly unlike anything they've made. Yeah. Before. Like, have they made a 3D game? Like, I a, mean, a, a Resogun is arguably 3D, but I know what you mean. Like a, like an actually three, not like a two. Yeah. Like a third person action RPG 3D. Game. Yeah. It's, it is, uh, it, it, it is. Yeah. It doesn't look like the other stuff they've made. This it one has a release like, date too. Yeah. 
uh, what is it? Uh, March? March, March 19th. Yeah. That's so it feels soon. like with every game, and I think very few studios are as risky as they are, especially for the size of their studio, they really just like try to tackle a new different genre that they're interested in, which is super risky as a developer. Like it's much easier to just go with the safe stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm always really impressed with their work and I think it's going to be incredible. It so, looks really good. I mean, it's yeah, a PS, yeah. it's a PS5 exclusive yeah. and it, it really looks like it's taken nice, uh, nice advantage of things. Yeah. This game does look wild. I'm watching it. I watched the announcement trailer, which, uh, I forget where that came out, but it was pretty boring. Uh, mm-hmm. the gameplay trailer looks hot as hell. This game yeah. looks like a, this game looks very, very chaotic. Um, yeah, it looks, yeah. Okay, looks you've convinced me. This is the fir- this is the first one that like I didn't know anything about in this episode that I'm now like, ooh, okay, all right. Um, Griffin, I got one you may not heard of. Yeah, I, yeah, sure. Elden Ring, baby. What did you? You just changed it. Justin changed it's his, coming. What was Elden it before? Ring what was it before? Coming. You changed. Doesn't matter it. what was before. Russ, Doesn't matter I don't what remember what it was. I'd have to check the chat. Oh, it was, it was, it was Deathloop. Loop. I can't believe it didn't include Deathloop. Deathloop looks sick. It looks really good. Deathloop looks sick. Elden Ring. I thought you guys like Souls. <laughs> Why would you pick you a game like that's definitely not coming out this year? Elden I Ring like is games not that Elden exist. Ring? Yeah. El- El- okay, so Deathloop is coming out May 21st. You, it's, I don't know. Elden Ring, though. <laughs> Fuck the haters. It's coming, baby. Okay, this what is, is it me, about? Doug Bowser, exclusively announcing, as per my boss, Reggie fils <laughs> said and that uh, it is coming. Elden Ring is coming. George R.R. R. Martin is just signing his name on the dotted line he finished it he's sincerely me george rr R. martin it's done uh, can i can i gold Elden <laughs> ring's gone gold i don't care about all the uh, what you've heard in the past the fact that no one talks about it anymore this is from companies. today this is a news story from today a new rumored okay. elden ring ring leak has sprung <laughs> online Twitter's, uh, I'm not going to read their name, claims the title's map will be larger than any Dark Souls games. Despite the change, the leaker also claims that Elden Ring will maintain Soulsborne gameplay. Oh my god! In a new story! This is huge stuff, baby! It's big, (gasps) and it's going to be like Souls games! (laughs) It's big, it's going to be like Souls games, and it's coming in this calendar year, 2021. Nope. Give us a date. This will be fun, Juice. What fucking day is this game going to come out? <laughs> October 31st. Wow. Don't be scared. It's only Halloween. The release date awesome. of Elden Ring, a real game that is coming. I mean, I'll be honest with you guys, and I know we're going to talk about a few more. There's a there's so much good stuff that we can look forward to in 2021 and then ultimately be disappointed <laughs> when it doesn't come out this year. But there's a lot of games to be disappointed about their inevitable delays. I don't know why I can't be excited about Elden Ring, which I'm very I, excited it, about. What worries me about it, Elden, Elden Ring seems like the type of game that may just not come out. Like that, it, yeah. If they want to shake me from my firm belief that Elden Ring is like fucking vaporware, they need to mm-hmm. show me something from it or I talk turn. about it. Because if the news now is rumored Twitter user says that the map's going to be bigger, like, <laughs> now they're a confirmed Twitter user. <laughs> They've got <laughs> so the, the chat tweets mark. right there. Uh, like, we, can I, we explain you know, what this game know, is, folks. though, for people that like don't know what the hell it is? Yeah, uh, from software, the, the studio behind Dark Souls and Demon Souls and Bloodborne and the one sick-ass ninja game. Remember that one? Sekiro, baby. I remember yeah. it. No, not that one. The better one. The one where you rode on n- missiles and stuff oh. as a ninja. What? Oh, that ninja game. Yeah. It was the best from software game. You're a ninja. Yeah, I don't remember. That rode on missiles? Yeah, it was Everybody like a Ninja quiet. Gaiden off-ramp. Like, not Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden game. Ninja Blade. It was Ninja Blade. <laughs> ninja I don't remember Blade. that at all. That was the good from they lost their way after Ninja Blade. <laughs> Six out of ten on Steam. Hey, it's good. It's a very good game. Um, but uh, yeah, this is from From Software, and they the, George R. R. Martin is the guy who uh, uh, did game known of known deliverer doing... of of entertainment <laughs> materials. Punctual, p- punctual gentleman, George R. R. Martin. Focused. Uh, fa- okay, fam, I'm on. The oh no! Official, no, no, no! I'm on official website. Far Cry Six is back. Far Cry's back. And <laughs> Justin, just change time, it. Giancarlo Esposito's in it. Um, and I think that this is going to be the franchise where they really regain their footing. Yeah. 
Uh, can't wait to see what a huge open Ubisoft world is going to look like Fun. with these new consoles. Yeah, and I actually coming this year. I heard that Far Cry Six is going to have a bigger map than Far Cry Five, uh-huh. and, but still and have right. It's still going to have the Far Cry gameplay. I'm. I just wanted to say I'm on the official Elden Ring website right now. Here's what is on it: words, a new world created by Hidetaka Miyazaki and George R. R. Martin. Cool. Watch Love trailer it. or subscribe to their mailing list. That's fucking it. Maybe if you subscribe to the mailing list, they mail you the game. This is not a game. It doesn't. It's not real. It's fake. Okay. Oh, Justin's changed it again. Justin's changing back, it again. And she is headed out west. Um, and she is going to take down all the dinosaurs and woolly mammoths and robotic woolly mammoths that gets, get in her way. Uh, Aloy is bringing them all down in Horizon Forbidden West, my third most anticipated game of 2021. Okay. Uh, I, I can't really... Uh, throw too much shade here because my final game that I'm bringing today is uh, we have like a minute and a half long trailer for it and know nothing else. I don't know what this is. I don't even know what game Oh, this baby. Is. Uh, my, my last game is Solar Ash, which do yourself a favor. Watch that trailer right now if you haven't. It is uh, it is the new Heart Machine Jam, the studio that made Hyper Light Drifter. Oh. Uh, which is a game that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Rad-ass uh, action game. Uh, t- top-down sort of action slasher game uh, with music by disaster piece, quite possibly my favorite video game soundtrack of all time. I think if you look at like my past couple of years, like Spotify top of the year history, like tracks from hyper light drifter always make it in the trailer for solar ash. It is not a like top down sort of 2d action game. It is a uh, 3d action game that honestly uh, we don't know anything about, but it looks a lot like it has a lot of the same vibes of as hyper light drifter to the point where people suspect that maybe it's in the same universe possibly. Um, and the music is sort of as creepy and weird as it is in Hyperlight Drifter. I'm not sure if they tapped Disaster Piece again for that. Uh, but th- this trailer, like the only trailer that we have for it, like is very atmospheric and vibe heavy. And it takes place in this shattered world and there's big, weird, glowing gods everywhere. But the main gameplay hook that they show for 10 seconds is your character is like almost Gravity Rush style, just kind of rollerblading all over the place. Cool. It's fucking it. rad. Like I, it, it's it's Jet one of those things style. that yeah, it does look very Jet Grind Radio-y. I, I uh, I'm not going to be able to describe it uh, as well with my words here than you could get just from watching this very very short trailer. But yeah, uh, announced last summer, I think maybe last spring. Um, it used to be called Solar Ash Kingdom, but I guess mm. they changed the name for reasons beyond. Yeah, published by Annapurna. Like cool. I this is my uh, outside bet of just like surprise like hit of the I feel like that was true for Hyperlight Drifter. Like Hyperlight Drifter came out of nowhere and was one of my favorite games of the year. And I it, I suspect Solar Ash will also do the same thing. Dope. And mine is actually my third one is actually okay. not a game but a movie. Nobody from the creators of John Wick. Okay. Starring Bob Odenkirk. Uh and is an action film coming out this year and I am excited to be back the in the cinema yeah. watching and enjoying it. Can't wait. Uh, okay. What are our friends at home uh, looking forward to? Yeah, we, ha- we have some reader mail. Uh, first comes from The Tone Wolf on Twitter. Um, I'm excited for the Mario 3D World's re-release. Played the original solo while living overseas and feeling a bit isolated from friends and family. Uh, not unlike a lot, uh, the way a lot of us are feeling right now. The re-release's inclusion of online co-op feels like the way to retcon that experience. Completely agree. Uh, I did not play the original really at all because it was on the worst Nintendo console ever made, the Wii U. Um, so I, this is going to be... Virtual Boy's worse than Wii U, Russ. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'd be careful uh, One uh, of them was super red, it should be noted. Um, I, I, over a course of like three or four different sessions, played through this entire game with my wife, Rachel, and our two friends, uh, Justin and Bristol. And it was some of the most fun I've maybe ever had playing video games because we don't play video games all together like that. And this game is... A it is a fun, tight Mario 3D World platformer with also the uh, this injection of wild, chaotic energy of just at any point you can pick somebody up and, you know, throw them to their to their doom. Like it is it is one of those games where you have to be like, OK, guys, we're down to two lives. Best behavior, please. Uh, it's it is so fun. I'm excited for more people to get to, like, experience it like that. Cool. Um, we got one here from uh tiny dinky daffy 
So I'm very excited for Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion because Anarchy is fun. That's not a real... Is that a real game? I don't, I've, I've not heard, heard of that. Yet. Let's see. Turnip. It is a real game. Uh-oh. Oh, this looks cute. Looks cute. It's coming out this year and by Graffiti Games, who you will, of course, remember from things like Adventures of Chris, Cyberhook, Joggernauts. This looks good. I'm looking at a trailer of it now. It looks slick. It's cute. All right. Well, that's a publisher. They also actually. called the out the developer Pete. is Snoozy Kazoo. Snoozy Kazoo. Who you'll know from Blue Fire and Bite the Bullet. And that's all I know. Love the name, Snoozy Kazoo. It's coming to Switch. Yeah. Nintendo uh, or, uh, Turner Boy commits tax evasion. Well, they also neat. they also mentioned the Stardew 1.5 patch coming to Switch, which should be happening soon. It just dropped on PC, um, which adds. Much I have stuff. heard. Inc- I have tried to remain in the dark about that because I'm really excited for it. But it sounds like people are talking about it like it is like a, an expansion to yeah. Stardew Valley. Sounds like enormous. It adds a ton of stuff. Makes me sad. Um, oh, and they also you, mentioned. You wish you liked it. You wish you were into Stardew. I, no, I've really, I've tried. I've really tried. I, mean, I feel like left out of the Stardew thing. I've like really, really, really tried. Try harder. I, it's nothing to get. Okay. <laughs> they also uh, mentioned Diablo yeah. Four, which yeah. like I'm also on the fence about. But boy, howdy, it's hard to get. It's hard to feel like great about looking forward to Blizzard and their 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 slate of uh, amb- ambitious products. I don't think Diablo Four is happening this year. We might see a beta. I could see like a it's beta. playable. I mean, it's people have been playing it. Yeah. Uh, so publicly, I, I, but... I would not be surprised if this was like a this 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 fall sometime in October spooky hell date release date. This will be the Halloween release game, if anything. Um, the next. Email, uh, next Twitter is from Kabi Jenkins. Uh, the Binding of Isaac needs more talking time. Uh, Yins mentioned it a lot, but re- never really delve into it uh, for those who don't know it. That's a fair uh, mention. I play a ton of Binding of Isaac. I don't know if anyone else here does. I just, have dipped in, not to the point where like I've actually gotten into it in the way that I feel like you have to get into a rogue-like game like this to like understand yeah. like what all the different upgrades are. But I imagine they're asking because there's DLC coming out. Yeah, so there's an right? expansion happening. There's an expansion coming out on March 31st called Repentance, which has been in development for like two years. It adds like an insane amount of stuff to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I have recently once again picked it up. It's the game that I've played most on Switch. I'm at like 250 hours played on that's Switch amazing. at this point. Yeah, and Russ, that's too much. Uh, it's I, I think you're right. Probably true. Um, but it is an amazing. Um, Don't check my Hades playtime. It's <laughs> right. It's a roguelike um, with tons of items that like in the way that like Hades has probably 50 to 60 potential upgrades. I think. Uh, Binding of Isaac up is up to 500, 600 potential upgrades. It's expanded so many times already. Like the Switch version yeah. includes like all of this different expansion content. Um, I, I have always been fat. I watch speed runs of it. Like I, I'm interested in the community and the game itself. But for whatever reason, like I've never felt like investing the time and energy. But fuck me. Yeah. I mean, if we're all still locked up in March, like maybe this is the time. It might be. It might be. Uh, um, last tweet comes from Baker High. So, so excited for the new Ratchet and Clank as well as the Horizon Zero Dawn sequel since they aren't out yet. I'm okay still not owning a PS5 until they are. Totally reasonable. Ratchet and Clank. Absolutely reasonable. Ratchet and Clank uh, jumped way higher on my list than I thought it was after playing Astro. Uh, we've talked a little bit about that, but just like imagining a Ratchet and Clank game with haptics and trigger fun stuff and like all the visuals that the PS5 is capable of, I think that game could be really, really sick. Yeah, they are. They are very good at taking advantage of Sony hardware, like leave, like squeeze it, wringing every drop of juice out of it. So and and Ratchet and Clank is just like perfect for that. We're going to we're going to chug through this real quick. We got some honorable mentions, some other stuff we played. Uh, Russ, what you been? What have you been up well, to this I, week? I I thought we were doing other uh, uh, most anticipated stuff, and I put in here the analog pocket, which is the mm. uh, handheld, which is still not here. Justin's sorry about that. Justin didn't get that pre-order, so let's move on. Justin, well, neither yeah, did uh, Frodo, uh, the actor who played Frodo, so it's okay. But yeah, no, very excited about that handheld that no one can get. It's a great t- use of your time. Russ, good, good use of the listener's time, good use of your time. Everybody <laughs> feels good about it. Yeah, I really like the part where you forgot Elijah Wood's name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was really the cherry on top of uselessness. The it ultimate. made everybody dumber, actually, because then there had to be a certain percentage of the audience who was like, what was his name? I want to spend some time thinking about that. Thank you for robbing me of these life minutes, Russ. Uh, 
Uh, I uh, I I finished Dragon Quest Eleven, which is a com- completely out of left field. One of my favorite games I've I've played in years. Uh, for I guess I guess like uh, some of the longer Final Fantasy games, like thirty hours is where the game starts to get really good. That's where you really hit the sweet spot. What I want to talk about though is. Uh, I just I, I Persona 5 Royal came out last year. I didn't really dive too deep into it, despite the fact that I love the Persona games. Got it on my PS5 uh, and I was on my like my little iPad mini and I was like, I wonder how rep- remote play works on PS5. And the answer is fucking flawlessly, like eerily. Very, very good. Uh, best. It is super good. So I've been playing uh, Persona 5 Royal on my iPad in the living room on my ps5 which is all the way upstairs in my office and it is like i i'm not kidding i i feel i do a lot of remote play stuff both on steam and on on ps4 and this is virtually lag free um remote playing on ps4 uh from the same side or sort of orientation from like downstairs in my living room all the way upstairs to my office which are on opposite ends of the house it would constantly have these like hiccups where, uh, you know, the little caution triangle would appear and then like maybe it would disconnect me. Maybe it wouldn't. This is just like I'm I am playing an iOS version of Persona 5 Royal. It is so, so incredible. Uh, and like, you know, me and Juice aren't traveling and touring for the shows anymore. But once we are, the idea of being able to kind of do that on the road uh, and not having to lug a bunch of shit around with me and being able to play whatever I want on my on my PS5 is very, very, very exciting cool. to me. Uh, I wanted to briefly mention Dicey Dungeon because Russ turned me on to it. He thought, hey, Justin, this would be extremely your shit. And Russ turned out to be, as he so often is when recommending games to me, 100% right. Uh, so very briefly, um, it is a roguelike, whatever that term means anymore, uh, adventure game where you play as a die there are different uh, classes of die. There's a rogue, a warrior, an inventor, a witch, et cetera, et cetera. And you're making your way through a dungeon, uh, fighting enemies, collecting treasure, et cetera. But the uh, way you do combat is that you have different spells or equipment, and each one, in order to trigger it, requires you to roll a number on a uh, selection of dice that you have. And you increase the number of dice you have available to you as you level up. So if you have a sword that requires you to use even numbers, uh, then when you get a six, you can use that on your uh, sword to do six damage. Or maybe you have one that like uh, odd numbers will generate a shield uh, and they get increasingly complex uh, from there. Extremely complex. I would say like there's a, uh, reusable one that where it's a maximum of three and it's a claw and you do poison with it etc etc and every different die has different basically like the entire way you play is completely different there is for example a robot where rather than rolling out all of its dice at once you have a maximum number you can hit and you can keep rolling dice until you go over if you go over you lose all your dice so there's a gambling aspect with the with the robot which is cool um the whole thing is like very neat because it takes what i like about it is that it takes the min maxing idea or the um optimization uh pleasure that you get from like building a deck mm-hmm. uh, but that's too complex for me really i don't usually like doing that that boils that down into you have four or five dice. How are you going to use them most efficiently to get the maximum impact out of each turn? And figuring that out in each round of combat, every round requires you to take at least a second to be like, okay, wait, if I play this here, then I can save this for this, et cetera, et cetera. And it is so pleasurable with with every round of combat. Um, It's very cool. There's not uh, a lot of progression per se. It's more like there's a, a structured... Uh, like episodic system basically and each episode that each different die can go on has very different rules to it like there's one where doubles automatically disappear or you roll the same number on every dice but it increases on each turn etc etc but um dicey dungeon is so yeah it's wicked terry cavanaugh made it a super great developer uh and uh highly recommended it's on switch it's on steam um both really good platforms for it uh, Plant yeah. isn't here, as we've mentioned. He will be back soon, but the uh, he w- he did want to call out 
the game with the most numbers in its title ever, ever released. And it is near replicant version 1.22474487139, everybody. Trips off the tongue. Uh, as we will, How will we fit it on our game of the year trophy? <laughs> uh, as we know, uh, Chris Plant loves Nier. I don't know a ton about Nier, but as I understand it, this is... When Nier first came out, there were two versions. One version came to the U.S., one version did not. This is the version that didn't, I think, but is now getting universally re-released for everybody. I don't know anything Maybe. about it, Chris Plant, I'm sure. That's the kind of expert analysis you turn to on the besties. Um, we're so happy I mean, I had all the here. numbers, Justin. That alone is... You got the numbers, right? In order. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Russ has been trying to keep us from doing an episode about it so he doesn't have to play it, but his luck has run out. I have a 1080 graphics it, card. So. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> It won't be pretty, no matter. Baby, 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 baby. It ain't gonna be pretty, no matter. Hey, get a bad experience with this one. Um, uh, so we'll be talking about that next time. If you have thoughts on that, you can send them to. Who would have thoughts? Uh, Who would have thoughts? And no one's talking about this game. Who has thoughts? Mail at besties.fan is our email address uh, on that. And also, uh, you could hit us up on Twitter, the besties pod on Twitter. Um, we should mention. Uh, we you can now if you haven't yet if you've been listening maybe on Spotify and now you switch to a different platform do yourself a favor and subscribe. Put, uh, well, that would know. be doing us a favor specifically, but it's no, it's a favor for nice... them too. They're getting okay. content. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, ratings and reviews and like iTunes and places like that are very very helpful. Um, I also would like to put you to work over the next couple of months because we uh, it's going to be a little bit slim pickings on the major releases so if you play something that you're like deeply passionate about or you hear a lot of people talking about it you'd like to know more you want to just highlight something bring it to our attention whatever uh tweet at us at the besties pod or uh, mail at besties.fan just let us know like hey this is amazing and you guys shouldn't miss it because it's so funny even though i say like yeah nothing's coming out you still load up the switch and there's like 50 different games that just got released and yes all of them are match three but still <laughs> here we are i'm not i mean um, goose aside i didn't know about this turnip boy game and now i'm watching a trailer for it that looks really fucking great so I mean, it, it beats recording a podcast griff yeah absolutely <laughs> um <laughs> thank you so much for listening uh, to our show. Thanks for sticking with us. Please help spread the word. And uh, that's going to do it for this week. So until uh, next time, uh, for all these other guys, my name is Justin McRoy. Be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends take the world's best games? Besties!